All right, what do you want to watch? Easy A? I already saw it. Uh, Spotlight. I already watched that too. Powder. I already saw that. You've watched everything. Nobody watches everything. Man, I am... Dude, let's tell you, people that are listening in places that aren't Buffalo right now, it fucking snowed this week, and it made me so sad. I hate it so much. I fell down the stairs yesterday. <laughs> it, like, I like, mean, are you okay? Yes, I'm good. I swear, whoever, the homeless guy who was across the street trying to look for cans, he saw a giant black dude do like a Home Alone-esque fly off the stairs. <laughs> like, like seriously, I fucking hate snow. You I, could I have just... sold that video to OAN and made a, like a million dollars. <laughs> Look what's happening in Biden's world. <laughs> see, you don't, you see, they don't take care of their own. Yeah. <laughs> it's so, like, I hate it so much. Like, there's only like a moment that I like snow and it's just like, Okay, the light dusting, you see it. This is great for Christmas. We're Christmas. done with it. I don't want to see it ever again. And just and then just makes me slip. And I'm like, I haven't slipped all winter. And then uh, all of a sudden that shit happens. I'm like, fuck you, Snow. Yeah, it's so stupid. Like, it's just, hey, ugh. Go to hell. Go to hell. And, like, the problem, the problem with now, it's going to be, like, I don't know, like, being a fat dude that I am. Like being being a being a fat American, as, which is our uh, which is our preferred nomenclature. Um, <laughs> like, like I equally don't want it to be ninety. Yeah, but you know what I mean. I'd rather be ninety than than have to brush my car off. <laughs> like honestly, I was enjoying the. It was like what fifty to like mm. it was like. Even in 49, I was like, you know what? That's the sweet spot. I can wear a hoodie. Yeah, that's exactly what I was. I've been wearing for this last month. I was like wearing just hoodies outside, not wearing a jacket. Like I wore a jacket once and it was over a hoodie. And I was like, you know what? This is the perfect amount of temperature because I don't feel sweaty and like gross and stuff. And it was amazing. And then all of a sudden it fucking snows. But what's worse is it's not cold outside. It's just snowing, and it's really pissing me off. And it's like it's kind of weird. Like it's cold enough, but it's like you go outside and you're like, "Oh, this is manageable." But there's just flurries flying in your nose. Yeah, it's like, yeah. I was I like I, I I literally walked to Seven Eleven today, and I was like, "Why is it snowing like this?" And yet I don't feel cold. I'm not wearing a coat. I'm not doing any. It's, it's just insane. For sure, but uh, uh Here's a question. Why can't we watch a good movie on this podcast? <laughs> we're not allowed. I'm I'm sorry. It's like we're we're never allowed to watch a, a good movie ever again. Like, I have memories of this movie being good. Now when I think back on this movie, here's how I'm gonna think back about this movie. Like there we were. 2002 me and benny was going to the movies that's how every fucking movie like this wants to start yeah talking about the good old day me and bobby playing stickball like duke of earl duke it's like it's like watching a fucking infomercial about the time life classic songs of the 50s like this we didn't know it yet, but we were about to have the summer of our lives. Hey there, lonely girl. Like, you're like, oh, yeah. I hope this doesn't take a bad turn or we get butt-fucked like the kids in Sleepers. <laughs> <laughs> My girl. Oh my god. Like so right from the get go I'm rolling my eyes. Now here's what happened. I've seen this movie. I saw this movie on the day it opened in the movie theaters. Opening day. <laughs> I know that sounds really weird. If you don't know what we're talking about, this is uh the 2002 film Deuces oh, Wild. Yeah. Let's get right into that business. <laughs> I skipped the whole thing. Hold on. Let me get to the uh the proper 
the uh the proper here we go is um <laughs> 2002 movie Deuces Wild. Bobby, a member of the Deuces and the sister of the real of the rival Vipers member. Oh, geez, let me try that. Let me start over again because I sound like I got hit in the head by a, a random baseball bat, <laughs> <laughs> which is thematically the proper thing to feel like. Hang on, or Bobby. Just a bunch of cinder blocks. <laughs> cinder blocks, or like whatever other weapons they have stashed in the candy shop. All right. Bobby, a member of the Deuces, and the sister of the rival Vipers member, fall in love. That's such a stupid tagline. Like, I have a hard time reading that just as a fucking thing. But basically, the synopsis of this movie is, take the catchy songs and dancing out of West West Side Side Story, Story, and here you go. Like, before gangs had guns, they fought with guts. That's one of the taglines from the movie, and some lines should never be crossed, like 4th Avenue and 13th Ave, 13th Street. <laughs> one of the things I love that they say some fight, like, when they just use guts, and in the cover of this movie, which is the most famous cover of the movie, is, uh, is fucking Steven Dorff, uh, with a Photoshop gun in his hand, pointing it at the like the screen, and that's the original poster of this fucking movie. So, which is that poster alone tells a different movie than this whole movie. I swear to God, this yeah, movie this dude was so opposed to guns. Like he was like, "You don't need guns, Bobby. You don't need guns. You don't need smack. You don't need to talk to your mother like that. You don't need to fuck around with spaghetti." Like it, I, <laughs> <laughs> like, this movie this movie like listen to me if i was an italian american and i am not so i can't speak to this one way or the other but if i was an italian american if i was happened to like i would be like have the right to be so offended at the generalizations made in this movie like this movie is the jazz singer Of Italian Americans, like culture, it is so. I <laughs> the only worst characterization of Italian Americans is Captain Lou Albano. Who <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm surprised if he was alive during this, he would be in it. He would because... have figured out. He would have been the priest. He would have been like, "Hey, yeah. you, you. <laughs> what you gonna do? You and Cindy Lapa, you gonna do something? I'm gonna do <laughs> like it's so." I think this is one of the most hilarious movies. Like, it's just a bunch of Irish guys in ragu face <laughs> pretending to be Italians. I th- and, it, and everyone is just pushing their lips out because they're from Brooklyn, you know? I'm from Brooklyn. You know? I'm, it's the New York Knicks. The, Brooklyn. Yeah, the Brooklyn Dodgers. The Dodgers moved to Los Angeles. I don't love them no more. But I'm gonna move to Los Angeles because I love the Dodgers. It's, it's. Let me tell my story. So I saw it on opening day. I forgot. I forgot completely where I was going. I saw it on opening day. What happened was it came out in May of. Or what? Let me check the exact day. May third, two thousand two. So my roommate and I, we really wanted to go to the movies on May third, two thousand two. My roommate Benny, <laughs> we wanted to go to the movies because May third, two thousand two is also the opening day of. No, the first Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movie. Mm-hmm. So we're like, here we go. So we took the bus up to Regal on Elmwood in Buffalo, and like, because we lived right off of Elmwood, we're like, here we go. We're gonna go see Spider-Man. It's gonna be so cool. We walk in at like one in the afternoon, sold out, top to bottom, like all the screens, all the theaters, all the everything. So we're just standing there at the screens, like, oh, son of a bitch. We're like, now what are we gonna do? We're like, what else came out today? And I was like, oh, cool. Look. Of like a 50s like greaser flick you know because i'm a huge fan of the outsiders at the right. time yeah like i loved i love the book i love the movie i love the outsiders i love that like era i love that like i love the 50s feel i i saw the poster and i'm like oh it's got the dude from blade you know mm-hmm. steven dorf is in blade one i've got you i'm like yo it's got the guy from fucking boondock saints i'm like this yeah. is it has a person from the outsiders in it that's uh, it Matt Dillon? Isn't he in the Oh, Outsiders? Matt Dillon's in the movie? Yeah. He's in The Outsiders? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, this is this is going to be cool. This is going to be great. And the crazy thing is, up until yesterday, I, had, I haven't seen this movie since I saw it the first time. And I thought I liked it. <laughs> but then, like, but then I'm thinking about it. I'm like, wait, how could, if I have, if I like this movie at all, 
how have I not seen it more than one time? Right. Like I think of the movies I've rewatched. Like I've seen Easy A three times. Like I've seen. Like, <laughs> I don't even like Easy A, and I've seen Easy A three times. <laughs> I've seen Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, forty three times probably. Like I have seen. I've seen some movies. Like I have seen some horrible movies multiple times. I'm like, I didn't see this movie more than once, and you know why? Because maybe it's the worst one ever. <laughs> it's. This movie is such a like watching it. I felt like who thought this was cool? Like this is everything about this movie feels so wrong. Like it's it came out at a very weird time. It is so like you're so right with calling it West Side Story down to the fact that it doesn't even feel edgy. Just like West Side Story. It's not edgy. Yeah, it's not even a teeny little bit edgy. It's weird. And like for a movie that tries hard to be edgy, it's got ODs and rapes and beatings and fights. And like, I swear, like the movie starts with a character we have never met. We don't give a fuck about you. And you see Stephen Dorff running with his, which by the way, I don't even know if they have last names because they're all like. This this is the stupidest fucking thing. So they don't have a last name, I don't think. They they don't have a last name, but you're just all their middle names because they're Italian, even though none of them are Italian. And it's just like this little Ali Anthony, he's dead, and everyone's like crying in the streets, ah, and it's ma. raining, and they're like, "Ma, come out quick, he's dead on the junk." And then you see Norman Reedus's Irish ass show up and he's got black hair and he's his wearing like, like Marco Dinetti or some shit. Like, his name is Vendetti or like, it like, and it's like, yes, we get it. Cause he wants revenge. This is like the biggest. Oh yeah. Jesus. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> it is so fucking stupid. And he's just like, ah, it's a shame about your brother. <laughs> and I was like, who was laughing because they do not show his face at first. And all you hear is people doing really bad acting, crying and laughing. And I was like, am I hearing this wrong? Is that laughing? Someone else crying in this scene? Cause his mom is out there and uh, Brad Renfro is out there crying in the streets. And they just, hear, <laughs> and it's Norman Reedus laughing about this kid who died on smack. And he's been tied up against a, uh, not even tied up, he just died shooting up at a playground. And they show that shot over and over in this movie. And I'm like, I don't fucking know what's going on. And that's the beginning of this movie. Like, this movie starts in the middle of, like, some shitty movie that we've never seen before. Yeah, and it's like, we're not, I don't care at all. Like, they, I feel like there's a screenplay of this movie that exists that was great. Like I, I feel like that. the guts of this movie, like the like the middle of this movie, it's got a lot of good ideas, like a lot of them. But you know what? Like I also th- like think steak is delicious, and I think ice cream is delicious, and I think guacamole is delicious, and I think gumbo <laughs> is delicious, and I also think like ass is delicious. <laughs> and if you put all of those things together and put them in an ass, it's not going to be good. <laughs> And that's what this movie is, because this movie's called Deuces Wild because deuces are poops and they're running wild. <laughs> this is This is every single fifties movie from mob movies to greaser movies to like Rebel Without a Cause and West Side Story and The Outsiders in this and a Bronx Tale and the first part of Goodfellas and Sleepers Before the Butt Fucking and mm-hmm. like all these things. All if you've seen any of these movies, you've seen this movie. And somehow parts of the Warriors and every like this movie and Hardball with Keanu Reeves and every fucking movie you've ever seen. It's just like the biggest pile of cliches in the world. It's, it's just like Tropes Wild. This movie should be called Tropes Wild. Thank you. It's so true. Like it like it's it's like narration, the neighborhood, kids playing stickball, 
hey, we don't like drugs in this neighborhood. That's okay. Hey, sometimes guys used to be wise guys. Oh, did you know that mom makes amazing moves? The only thing that was missing was the racism. But I think the movie is meta in that it's racist itself against Italians. Oh, it's (laughs) super racist against... The racism is everywhere on screen. The racism is every possible thing. Just, that's... This movie... mm, This movie... Like, Steven Dorff... So after his brother ODs, he starts a gang. And he decides to call them the Deuces. For no Mm -hmm. reason. That's just the name of it, because why not call yourself the smallest card in the deck? (laughs) And, like, apparently they live in the same neighborhood as these guys, the Vipers, which is such a dumb name, too, because there's no such thing as those kind of snakes in that part of New York City. So it's just dumb. (laughs) And But, like, nobody's allowed to do anything, but the the Vipers seem to be, like, backed by the actual mob, and and the Deuces just hang out at a candy shop, and Steven Dorff's, like, 32 years old, and he's hanging out with, like, teenagers... He's he, Stephen Dorff, who, again, I don't know what's going on with this movie because, like, the poster of Stephen Dorff makes this movie look, like, cool and edgy. Like, there are two posters for this movie. One where he's, like, holding on to uh, Drea De Mateo or whatever, and, like, yeah. it's like he's got a gun and everyone's behind him and it's like, oh, shit, what's going to happen? And I remember when this movie came out, I saw the trailer and I was just like, Okay, that looks all right. And I also saw this movie like on Showtime, like when it was like when it first came out on Showtime, and I had no memory of it because it's just so unmemorable as a thing. Like it's one of those movies that came out where you're just like, like you saw this at Hollywood Video and you just forgot about it. Like you just like okay, and then watching it, he has the weirdest fucking haircut in this movie, which I don't understand because it's somehow. Like a buzz cut that also has like a Larry from Three Stooges like point out to the sides of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, that doesn't make sense. And it's like, why is his hair like that when in the the fucking cover of this movie he's got like a classic old greaser pompadour? The poster of this movie is such a better movie than this movie. Yeah, I would love to see the movie that this poster had because the movie we watched is. It, it is. It's like a school play that was cut to shit. And Red Renfo is awful. He is so bad in this movie. Like, like I've never actually enjoyed him in much. Like Red Renfo was always like that. Like I don't know. Like he was a little bit younger than me, mm-hmm. as far as like like being in movies goes. Like, but all of a sudden he was like he did like apt pupil. He was actually in the movie Sleepers, which yeah. is, which is crazy because that was just this movie with he, less, he, minus butt but he was good in at pupil he was good in the client i'm gonna talk about the butt fucking of sleepers because <laughs> i would rather have been the real life version of those little kids than watch this movie again like it's 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 weird because like so like you said they start a gang after his brother dies from smack and because they all they were always using like these old termy like old timey terms for like junk and what you got there and like all like yeah. we don't need that stuff here we don't need any giggly dust up in our world and this movie is so heavy trying to pretend to be this time period and it, it's it's trying too hard because everyone's terrible at it so they're constantly going like this. Hey, you're gonna go see the Dodgers? Like we can't see the Dodgers no more. They just moved out of Brooklyn. You don't. They're know always moving their shoulders. Yeah, they're always like. <laughs> Everyone looks like they're blowing on a tuba with how their lips are. Like they're like they're. Everyone has the craziest like. What do do do? I wish we could like. It looks like, uh, inst- like every MySpace selfie you've ever seen of like a scene girl. Everyone's doing that lip. It's just the biggest, like, weird pouty lip, and they also have goof-ass hair. And it's like, this is fucking weird. And this movie doesn't have a story at all until, like, the last half of it that you you give a fuck. Because it's just like, okay, you're a gang, and there's a gang that's literally... Not even just like, okay, you guys have... There's a gang in this neighborhood. It's literally on the same street... They're across, across the street. They're across the street from each other. It's, it's like, I cannot put my brain in that kind of a world that would make me like 
understand why that's normal. Like, it's so bad. And there's so many people from The Sopranos in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, can we, are we going to talk about Debbie Harry now? Or? Oh, we can get to Debbie Harry. I Or if you want to talk, because when I... So you watched it again before I did, and I literally we both this movie just disappeared from our brains you remember the day i remember exactly where i was when i watched it too there's something about like trauma that you can remember where you were but you might forget the thing that traumatized you yeah because <laughs> i remember watching this and it was like i i feel like it was snowing when it happened it was like snowed in watching this on showtime and i didn't remember any of this and then when debbie harry shows up I lost my shit because she's playing uh, Brad Renfro's love interest, who is Feruza, Feruza Bulk. Who is- I love Feruza Bulk and hate her simultaneously. And I've never gotten over it since, like, Return to Oz. She, I don't know why she, I don't know why anyone's in this movie. Like, she, the, the casting in this movie is so weird. And she doesn't seem, any, she's so every character that she plays that it's like, how is she just some like random girl from the fifties? Like she doesn't look like a girl from the fifties. Like she's got like crazy dark eyeliner and you find out where the, the gang's um, turf is because, because <laughs> Steven Dorf is like, Hey, what you doing? Walking across the street. He's like, I'm helping a girl. That's Viper territory. I'm like, your gangs are literally on the same. Like, how many times has someone played, like, stickball or whatever other fucking classic Americana game that you dumb fucking idiots played back then? And they're just like this, oh, it just landed over on this this part of the, the neighborhood. Like, and then another war would start. Like, yeah, is, immediately. Like, it's so stupid. And by the way, I, I have to say this before we get into Debbie here. I'll let you talk about Debbie here this whole thing, but I'm already done. <laughs> no, <God. laughs> when you said how it started with that old timey music, I swear that the editor did this on purpose. So at the beginning of the movie, when they start doing the narration to tell us about where the deuce is, and this is our neighborhood, and we try to keep it safe, and then. The song is saying WAP a bunch of times because that's just an old time. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A WAP. And WAP. WAP. A WAP. 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 Yeah. And every time they do it, they kept cutting to different characters. And I was just <laughs> like, how racist is this? <laughs> Where they're just like calling these Italian people WAPs in this movie. And it's just like this. Like, you can't, mi- you can't miss it because it's just like this. Here's this one, and here's this one, and here's this one, and here's this one. It's just like, wow, this is fucked up. Like, this is such a weird edit choice to do. And there's so many other weird edits like that in this movie. No, it's crazy. It's nuts. It's because of the music video history of the director, I think. Yeah. Like, Like, did you see the videos he directed? Because I'm going to go through some right now. I saw that he directed some. I didn't watch This guy's like videos you remember. Like he did, he did. Girls ain't nothing but trouble. He oh, did. Shit. He did. Parents just don't understand. He did. Fat boys, Louie Louie. He did. Cool Modi, Wild Wild West, and No Respect. He did. Nightmare on My Street. He did. Cindy Lauper, I drove all night. He did. I'm that type of guy by LL Cool J. He did. Um, Billy Ocean's License to Chill. He did another Fat Boys video. He did Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch, all of them. Oh, yeah, he did all of that, and and he also directed the Basketball Diaries. Basketball Diaries, which I think I remember being a cool movie. I hope it never comes up because yes. I don't want to have to watch it again and realize it's not. <laughs> it explains why Mikey, Marky Mark is in that movie. Like yeah, that. he did the Basketball Diaries, and then he did a few more videos. Then he did Deuces Wild, one more video, and then he died. Yeah, it just he did. He died in like two thousand. 14 the last thing he did was in 2003 which means that deuces wild was so bad his career exploded yeah or he just became a heroin addict (laughs) and then the the deuces are running with his body and like ma the director's dead it's (sighs) 
hope I we haven't even gotten into like what is happening in this movie. That's how fucking no. That's how yeah. We're I think we're talking about the movie perfectly because like so Matt Dillon is again again I don't understand why they cast all these people who are not Italian, but Matt Dillon is a crime boss in this in the in the neighborhood. The worst mobster I've ever seen. The worst mobster, and he's like, hey. I know you're doing your little fun, cool kid gang thing, but don't mess up my deal because he wants to sell drugs in the neighborhood like they do. And like he gets angry because Brad Renfro, who is also the hothead because for whatever reason you needed the hothead. Yeah. He's not even the hothead. Like he's not a good hothead. Yeah. He, He's they to establish that he's the hothead. It is one of the craziest scenes <laughs> I've seen in a movie. Yeah, where there is a clearly mentally challenged man walking down the street, and then later you find out that he's deaf, which makes me even more angry about the portrayal of him because he's just deaf, but he's doing the like craziest fucking just weird I... yeah no he's so he's he's walking by deaf and he's like you know like he all of a sudden bad Ruffer like gets in his face he's like what are you doing walking through here don't you know this is viper territory motherfucker you got a corner yeah like he's just walking through and then he clearly says i'm deaf He's like, I, he's like, because he's like, I'm not gonna Brad do the Ruffer. voice because I'm not, you know, I'm not gonna want to do yeah. that. It, it's, not that they do it, but not that they hear me do it, but somebody would be related to him. They'd be like, my sister's deaf, and I tell you, like, <laughs> you, whatever voice we would do, it's not of a deaf person. This is like one of the worst portrayals of a deaf person I've seen. Yeah, it's and like he has a speech impediment and he's from Lower Slovakia. Yeah, it's, he's like, whoa! And you're like, what are you doing? Wow, wow, wow! Yes! He might as well have said that. That's how he reacts. And like... And, and Brad Ruffle just punches him in the mouth. And then Stephen Dorff's like, the fuck are you doing? He's like, he's in our neighborhood! And he's like, that's Angela's brother! He's deaf! And he's like... Oh, he should have told me. He's just like, like, what the fuck are you talking about? But apparently he's only a hothead starting that day because Steven Dorff says the line, you only hit one guy a year and you pick a deaf kid. (laughs) So he chose that day to be a hothead. He's like, yo, I'm going to meet a girl later. Watch this shit. (laughs) Hey, sweetheart, I'm a bunch of challengers. It's it's weird. And... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so they go and like so then you find out like their mom's a drunk because mm-hmm. ever it's since the story. brother OD'd their mom's a drunk and then at some point in the movie like in this beginning part these guys are trying to like buy something next door to their gang hangout mm-hmm. yep. they don't want these children because none of these fucking members of the deuces are older than 19 are yeah. talking to like these 35 year old guys about how like you're not going to build in our neighborhood because this is our spot. They're like, like quite literally, they're like, get the fuck away from me, kid. Like, you're like, what? Do you know who like, I am? Like, you, you, you get milk money still. Like, please stop. One of your, one of your gang members is Frankie Muniz. Like, do you understand? <laughs> like, please. Don't yeah, Frankie Muniz stuff. plays Steven Dorff's older brother. Frankie Muniz, apparently his name is Scooch in the movie. I felt like, I yeah. felt like the word Scooch was racist. I couldn't figure out why I felt that way, but it it's just, just a Scooch. It's, it's just like, a Scooch racist. It's like, <laughs> you son of a bitch. You did it. Podcast over. Like, Frankie Muniz looks like the dumbest pickle dragon I've ever seen. Pickle dragon is our racist word. If, you, if you're offended by it, you are one. <laughs> and you love lemonade. <laughs> um, yeah, so they end up going they end up going to the roof where apparently the roof that they have stores all of the cinder blocks in Brooklyn. Wheelbarrows <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> and cinder blocks just perfectly So they dump a wheelbarrow filled with cinder blocks over the edge of the building, crushes this car. To the point where there was 
could not have been any survivors. One of them didn't. Like that's like the like they have the one character who has actual lines because it's two guys. One is an actor who is in like a bunch of other movies where he plays a stereotypical. He's, he's in the Sopranos. Yep. He's. I th- is he the guy? Is he the guy in the Sopranos that got caught like giving a dude a blowjob in a parking lot? Uh, like no. Or is he the guy who saw the security guard sucking a dick in the parking lot? I think he might have been the guy who saw because he's he's. He's in such like he's in so many different things. Like this is like a who's who of just like side Italian characters in movies. Yeah, for all, like what the hell is this dude's name? Oh, I want to give him credit for being awful. His name is uh Louis Lombardi. Yeah, because he's yeah. even his parents named him. Yeah. He played Skip Lepara in uh Yeah. Yeah. So he is just it's a classic guy, and he's he gets like his neck broken, his arm broken, like he his leg is broken from this. Like it's intense. Yeah. The they other crush, guy, they don't show this other guy who just dies. Because I think just... the actor died. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> this just... car got crushed. I, yeah, I was so sh- like I thought this would happen. Like I, but at the same time, I also thought like. Okay, it's gonna ruin the car, and he's gonna be like, "You fucking kids!" and that's gonna start the conflict. But no, they kill a guy, destroy this car, and then it's a running gag of his car getting fixed and destroyed throughout the movie. But he's always just like, "You son of a bitch! I messed up oh, my car!" I don't want... And he's always wearing a new like neck brace or like because it's played for laughs. Like that's the weird thing about this movie is that it has a lot of comic relief. Yeah. They play him like was that Michael Palin in in uh, National Lampoon's European Vacation, who like plays like the English bicyclist that gets hit by a bike. Or I know what you're talking car. about. I don't know if that, but yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. It's one of it's one of Monty Python. Like yeah, but like he's basically that. Like he just shows up injured and limps around, and it's Clayton. This movie sucks so fucking bad. It sucks. And 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 you're like, I don't know why they thought this was gonna be like. I don't this know movie. why they made this movie poo. I'm gonna do up this whole movie. Like legitimately, I I I I said this when we were talking. Like, if you told me that this movie was taking place in the same universe as the Sandlot, I would not question it at all. Because it's no, just as silly. It's just as silly, if not less serious than the Sandlot. The Sandlot has like stakes, and even though this movie has like gang warfare, drugs, murder, rape, all this other stuff, it feels as lighthearted as like a Sandlot sequel. Like I'm, I'm like you would if you told me that they also had to find a ball uh, that was signed by Sandy Koufax, and I would just like yeah. Okay. That, but they had a myth makes... that was signed by the Duke. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, you don't talk bad about the Duke. Don't talk bad about the Duke. That's like, I, if you told me that this whole gang war was caused because uh, Norman Reedus's character stole that myth and they had to get it back, I believe you because it's that childish. It's so well, like yeah. a fucking Instead Nickelodeon. Instead, a kid dies, we don't care. Yeah. It's like, just a Nickelodeon. A kid dies, movie. We, don't, we don't care. Um, there's a gang warfare. We don't care. There's a mob boss. We don't care. You meet Feruza Balk and you're like, I mean, I have a little crush on Feruza Balk. So I was like, okay. I'm like, what's up? And then you go upstairs and at some point you get to meet her mom. Her mom is obsessed with Christmas. She's just singing Christmas songs. Christmas lights up. It's summertime in Brooklyn. This movie has one of the worst lines I've ever heard on a film where the woman's like, no, she said there's no such thing as Santa Claus. She's like, there is a such thing as Santa Claus, Mom. He just don't come to Brooklyn. <laughs> I almost jumped out of my chair when that happened. I laughed so hard. That was one of the weirdest things I've ever Yeah, like, what a weird decision to put that in the movie. So I'm looking, and like I do, like I watch these movies for this podcast, and I've got open on my computer. I've got the IMDb and I've got the Wikipedia open. And I'm like, I always like look up. Oh, like, is there a story about why they filmed here? Is there a story about why they filmed there? I'm like, who is that lady? Who is that guy? What have I seen them from? 
So I look up, I'm like, who's playing this mom here? I'm like, who's playing this mom? And it turns out it's fucking Debbie Harry? From Blondie. The lead singer of Blondie plays this mom. But not in any kind of... She's basically just fucking background scenery. She's yeah. just like, hey, play a crazy lady, and then you're going to be a tree in scene four. Yeah, that that's what's so crazy about... Because when she's revealed as the mom, it is not a big deal. It's like just in the corner of the room, she's just sitting. And you're like, is that fucking Debbie Harry? And and then she goes, and then she has her big freak out about because her son is an asshole. That's that's another like thing. So Faruza Balk's brother is part of the Vipers, and he's also a drug addict. And also in a in a in a twist quotation marks that literally leads nowhere because none of nothing is important in this movie. A big part of the war that the that the Vipers and the Deuces have is because Norman Reedus gets sent to jail for three years because of the the Stephen Dorff's little brother dying from an overdose, and it turns out that Faruza Balk's brother snitched on him to the cops so that yeah. he could save his ass, and that's not important. That scene is so unimportant to the rest of this movie. And it should be so important. Yeah. Like, in that script that exists that's good, that's like a big turning point in the movie. Yeah, where he finds out that and all of a sudden they turn on him and then the war ends between... Because, But but no, what happens... But Marco doesn't know about it and Marco ends up killing Steve. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's some, yeah. there's some version where that makes sense and it's good. And this brother, he's played by Belgazar Getty. And I know Belgazar Getty because, one, his name is so fucking stupid. It's the like, dumbest but, Like, I knew him because I love the movie Young Guns 2. And he plays like the kid in Young Guns too. Are you laughing at me for loving Young Guns too? Yes. Oh, it's on God. now, you piece of shit. Oh, it's yeah. on now. <laughs> Young Guns Two is cinematic gold. This is my turf now. Yeah, Young Guns Two. So he plays like the kid that gets killed in Young Guns Two. Who like joins the gang for a little while, <laughs> and he was also in a. <laughs> I don't know why I know this about Belkazar Getty. He was also the kid in a, in Natural Born Killers who Juliette Lewis kills for uh, going down on her poorly. <laughs> so a little Juliette Lewis callback. Oh my god! There's so many like little connections to shit. Oh yeah, like this movie. Like I mean, Stephen Dorff is the Blade, the original Blade villain, mm-hmm. and and I don't know. Everyone else can fuck off in this movie. I swear to God, like, like it's 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 so so we have to talk about because one of the things that this movie is very proud of, and because they have multiples of them, is their big gang fights. Oh. These fucking fights. They make Steven Dorff out to be the biggest bad. So they have like a rumble scheduled. What happens was, uh, well, not even like they have one kind of scheduled. And then they end up jumping like the little guy in the gang. Like they, Mm -hmm. not not Frankie Munoz because he's only a kid. But they jump like the smallest member of the gang. They like catch him outside and they just beat the shit out of him and break his arm and shit like that. I think his name is like Jackie Boy or something. Jackie, shit. some stupid fucking yeah, some dumb fucking name. So they catch him and they beat him up. So they're like, oh, they beat up fucking little Jackie. They yeah, beat yeah, up yeah, little yeah. Jack. We gotta, <laughs> we gotta get him. We gotta get him at the Rumble. So they all go and like meet at this big fucking fight, this big fucking Rumble. Their Rumble, which the the fight in the Outsiders Rumble is fucking sweet. Yeah, like this there are rumble. so many movies that have like amazing like park fights. Yeah, this movie, the fight in Step Brothers, when Will Ferrell and John C. Riley get beat up by a bunch of sixth graders. Yeah, that fight is is Braveheart compared to this fucking movie's fights. I, I wrote down when this fight starts because when this fight starts, I don't know if this is the one or the later fight. They do a suit up montage of everyone getting ready with their weapons where it's just like and you they're just going like this is my chain for punching with chains and this is my knife i gotta use this knife later and i got yeah. a pipe 
And when I, I wrote down, this looks like a Civil War reenactment full of Fonzies. Like, <laughs> it is, though. Because it's, it's just like 20 guys wearing the exact same outfit, leather jackets, big black pompadours, and they're just doing the worst punches and slaps and kicks. And, and everyone yeah, blocks, is like, The sound effects... Are honest to God, I feel like the sound effects for this fight is just Michael Winslow from Police Academy sitting in the sound booth going. <laughs> like it's so bad. And they're losing. They're all getting their asses kicked really bad. The the deuces, the, the hero gang. Yeah. And then Steven Dorf is late to the party because because he's fucking around with Dre Damian Mateo, who looks 15 and 43 at the same time in this movie. And she's only like twenty nine. Yeah, that, that's what's so crazy about at the it. time of this movie or now. Yeah, at the at the, <laughs> <laughs> at the time of this movie, she was only twenty nine, and I swear she looked like she had five kids who were going off to college. How old was Steven Dorf supposed to be in this movie? I'm I'm going to say that I'm I think he's, what did they want him to be? I'm going to say that he was probably supposed to be twenty. Like it seems I think possible. Like he's supposed to be like I'm the older brother because he was take- thirty when this movie was made. He was twenty nine also. Yeah, when this movie was made, he should not have been hanging out with his gang. Yeah, he yeah he looks like he he's like he should be telling this gang that they should stay in school. That's how old he looks. And then Brad Renfro is also like Brad Renfro is legit like a teenager. Like he's yeah, and like he's like twenty in this when they made well not even yeah he was like nineteen. During the filming of this movie. Yeah, and that so, makes sense. So it's like, okay, you're closer to the age. Well, the weirdest one, age-wise, is the fact that Frankie Muniz was 18 as well. No, he wasn't. <laughs> you're lying. That's a lie. You're telling another lie on the podcast, Clayton. I'm not. He's... <laughs> like, Frankie Muniz is 17, I believe, in the making this movie. Frankie Muniz was born in 1985. Frankie Muniz was only 15 to 17 when this movie came out. That's crazy, because he's playing eight. <laughs> yeah, he's legit. Like he's, he's playing hold like on, maybe hold on, a 10-year-old kid in this hold movie. Hold on. He's only three years younger than Brad than Renfro. Brad, yes, that's what's so Unbelievable. Fucking- like you would never know that they were anywhere close. They could be in the same high school at the same time, and yet Frankie Muniz looks like he's at oldest eleven. He, he had to feel ridiculous <laughs> jumping up and down next to his drunk dad, being like, "Can I get a pretzel?" Yeah. It's like, motherfucker, get a job. I'm about to graduate high school, and I still have to be I'm like... I'm blown away right now. I'm blown away. Can you play with me? Like, so anyways, why are you going to take me to the big game? This kid's not at the Rumble, but so everyone's getting beat at the Rumble. And then all of a sudden, Steven Dorf shows up. Here comes... What's his name? Oh, Leon. Uh, what a Leon. terrible name, by the way. Leon. Yeah. Leon, Leon. Hey, Anthony. Here comes, here comes Leon. Here comes Le- Leon. Here comes mm-hmm. Leon. I have never, no, one time in my life have I met another white Leon. One. <laughs> like, like, I'm just saying, like, Leon, that's the name? Like, like, uh-oh, it's time for the big rumble. Here comes that, <laughs> here comes that Italian heartthrob, Leroy Jenkins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that- Literally how it how they frame it because he shows up. <laughs> like if you guys know that quick little internet video, <laughs> he he barges in and literally beats up every person in the opposite gang like, with the with the worst punches I've ever seen in my entire life. Like with, I swear to God, I could take fifty four punches from Stephen Dorff. <laughs> I swear. To like the way he was throwing those punches, I don't know. Do you do you spend any time like randomly, dumbly scrolling through TikTok? Uh, I do when it's There's on like, one funny yeah. video of like this like white kid getting ready for a fight, like where he's like, heel, heel, heel. and like he like he just throws these like weird 
punches. He throws punches like George McFly trying to knock out Biff. Like, <laughs> and he's just throwing these crazy, like, and I don't mean this is any kind of a derogatory term. He throws like these crazy limp elbowed, limp shouldered <laughs> punches. Like, and he's just knocking dudes out. Like, he's just knocking out the whole party. He's killing everybody with us with his hands. It's it's like when they have a toy that's supposed to have a punch action, but all it does is just move its waist instead of like the arm is not moving. It's literally just like ha ha. And I've seen like Batman, like nineteen sixties Batman punches look more deadly than the punch. Yeah, like and he's I don't know. This is like before. Like I don't know if it was like the mid two thousands where just everybody who was in a movie had to be jacked. Yeah. It, like this it, dude, it, like it was, takes it off the start just, of it. Like he's just wearing a tank top. He he looks like he's just like noodle armed. Yeah, like, and I mean that is anti-Italian and his <laughs> as his arms look like he just looked. He just there's nothing intimidating about him. Like you would see this dude coming at you, you you'd be like, "Why is Meth Carl coming to fight me right now?" Like, <laughs> like everyone's body is so like we just talked about how in on last week's episode how ripped everyone was in uh, Cape Fear. Yeah, this movie is the opposite. Where it's like, oh, these are the shl-. like. There's a part where they're hanging out at the pool. And then Squints uh, tries to drown himself, and everyone has to leave. And it but, almost worked, yeah. And it almost worked. But. I think that was the same pool. It was just taking place at, like, different times. Like, yeah, these kids, every- while these kids were playing baseball, that's when the toughs, the street toughs would come out. <laughs> and it was like, there was a shortage of bats because the toughs were using them during the fight. Yeah, like, I don't but- understand. The casting on this movie, now that I'm thinking about it, like everybody is old as hell in this movie. Like Feruza Balk was born in 1974. Yeah. Feruza Balk is nine years older than than Brad Renfro in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like she's nine years older than this fucking kid. And yeah. yet she's like still like sad that she has she's like crying because she has to live with her mom. Like, I just yeah. got to get out of Brooklyn and bring my mom. You know, Brooklyn's not the problem, right? Yeah, it's the fact that you live with all these, like, gang. Like, that's the funniest thing, because everyone is overacting, and it is such a cliche story of, like, oh, these two star-crossed lovers who can't be together because they're on different sides of the tracks. That doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, we got to go and, like, there's a subplot where... They, they want to move out of Brooklyn and move to Los Angeles to get away. And uh, Fizzy, or uh, Fritzy, or Fitzy, or whatever the fuck Matt Dillon's name is in this stupid movie. Fritzy. He, he gave money to uh, the guy who got crushed by the car um, to hide because he paid so he could buy that area. And then they decide that there's a plot yeah. that literally happens in like the last 10 minutes of the movie. They decide to steal that money to move. And nothing comes of that. It's not important because he goes like, he, he finds that the money's stolen and he thinks it's one of the guys that, uh, that he thinks it's her brother. Yeah. And so there's a big fucking rumble at the end of the movie again. And I'm telling you, this fight is both stupidly choreographed it's edited in so many weird ways where I swear they cut like I thought there was something wrong with my Amazon. I did too. <laughs> I I legit got worried that I thought my shit fucked up. And I was just like Like I thought oh, somebody what? put a magnet on my TV because it was just all of a sudden I was like, dude. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck just happened? I was like, okay, maybe the stream messed up. And then it happened two more times in the yep. fight, and I was just like, they really made this movie look like this. Like, they really did this. And then, like, the deuces, I swear, the Vipers should have just given up immediately because the Vipers can't fight. Like, because the deuces all. brutalize the Vipers in this fight where it's like, okay, and they murder every Viper. And they and everyone's just like, oh, thank God that's over. Like, they kill an entire neighborhood of of teenagers that's the that's the funny part about because they're all supposed to be teenagers like you said imagine if a whole block 
just of teenagers died. Like they <laughs> like, like just like, no, just died. Died in the exact same place. Like out the at the docks. Yeah, at the docks. <laughs> meet me at the meet me at the wharf at fucking at midnight. That's where we're gonna do our rumble, and I'm gonna knee you in the face and kill you. And then they had to have funeral, and they had funerals for all these kids. No, the only <laughs> ones I think the only ones that died. I don't know. Like they just like were just knocked to the point of like horrifying unconsciousness. I think Mark- there might have been brass knuckles in there somewhere. Because Marco gets killed because he's hit straight in the face with a pipe, like, and it's just. They made like a sound like you just cracked a box of uncooked spaghetti. Yeah. In the face, it was like, <laughs> I was like, oh my god! And then Bruce Balk's brother gets shot by the the dude who got crushed in the car. Yeah, and then he gets killed. And then how's that guy get killed? He gets hit with a pipe too, or something. something, something yeah. Hits in the back of the head. Oh, because the pipe that the the pipe hit that happens is because Frankie Muniz showed up to the fight holding the the pipe, and he tosses it to fucking Stephen Dorp, and he's like, "Hey, Leon!" And it does a slow motion toss of the pipe, and then he catches one hand and just whacks the shit out of. It. And I'm like, yeah. they thought this was cool. They thought this was cool as shit. And oh, then they thought it was so cool. And then it just they're done. And they're like this. And it cuts to a funeral for Marco and or no, a funeral for a Bolt's brother. And everyone's just like, you know, we fought. It was pretty crazy. I guess we were doing something, but we had to do it because we're the deuces. And then you see No, it was Leon's funeral. Oh, it was because yeah, Leon. They leave the the fight and it's like daytime, and they're like, they man, fought for eight a- hours straight. <laughs> it's like man, they fought from midnight to eight a.m. in a yeah. round robin yeah. tournament. <laughs> We're in the final seed. Yeah. <laughs> and and then they just and Leon just gets shot up. Because of course, guys, and they said we told you not to do it. Blah blah blah. And I was like, yeah, I knew this was gonna happen. And every and it's supposed to be like a real emotional scene. It's not because you just don't care. And it's like, the exact same scene as the first scene, where all of a yeah. sudden, fucking Bobby comes out and he's now he's holding his his dead brother, and he's mm-hmm. like, nah, he's calling for his drunk mom again. What is she gonna do at this point? <laughs> Pour whiskey on his stomach while you try and pull the bullet out, like. <laughs> She's just gonna start free basing. Yeah. I'm telling you, like it's just... <laughs> he left without. Oh no, he's like, I sent Ma to go live with my uncle over in Staten Island or whatever. Yeah, yeah she will do better over there. I know we could have. Like, I love that that was an option, and yet you didn't do that. Like, like your mom lives yeah. in a neighborhood where there's two rival gangs, and because yeah, this thirty year old brother couldn't get his own place, so he could go live with him. <laughs> his girlfriend was also thirty years old. Who his girlfriend and his brother had more sexual chemistry. And one time he almost hit her. And there's impl- <laughs> it's implied, like uh, Marco Norman Reedus, he says like this, you know, your brother had sex with her behind a building. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then Brad Renfro asks Stephen Dorm, he's like, "Hey, did you ever, you know, get with Anne?" And he's like, "Nah, that's why her name was Ice because she's so cold." <laughs> and he's yeah. like, "You're right." Also, she was. Also, she was thirty-two. <laughs> and you know how that is. <laughs> you know how thirty-two-year-olds get. But yeah, it it's a funeral for Leon, and everyone's duck facing and and crying. It's just like you know, it's a bad thing. But guess what? The neighborhood's back, and no more drugs. All right, and they're just like shaking hands and high five, yeah. like-, <laughs> and like they had that whole like side scene where like she had to hide the whole heist scene of her like sneaking into this guy's apartment to fucking mm. steal the guy's money. Man, if they just would have waited, the guy whose money it was gets killed, her brother gets killed, and the guy whose apartment it was gets killed. They could have just waited till after the rumble and just like walked in there, pet the cat. And fucking yeah. stole the money. Like, yeah, there was it was like no consequences. No, and nothing. he was the worst lookout ever. Her boyfriend, yeah. like Bobby's supposed to be watching out for her to break into this apartment, and she just gets surprised by him coming home through the door he was supposed to be watching. 
But and not only that, Bobby as a lookout, the <laughs> he's supposed to watch out for her, but he finds out that friends of theirs, I think, turn their back on them for yeah, the I don't know. And it's like, I don't know, but the end of the movie. After the funeral, they're just, he, and it's literally Brad Renfro just still doing his narration. He goes, but there's one thing that we had left to do, and that's to take care of Fritzy. And, like, you see Matt uh, Matt Dillon going out. Let's go get and, lasagna. Yeah, let's, he's like. Let's go to Ricardo's. Yeah, they get in their car, and then you see them cut to the top of a roof, and then you see another wheelbarrow full of cinder blocks fly off, and you see Brad Renfro smiling like, a job done is done is done. And that's it. And it's like, deuces forever. Wow! And it's like... <laughs> you're like, I don't know what just happened. Don't know why you love me like I do. Um... So yeah, here we go. Um, what I liked about this movie, uh, Fruza Bulk is okay. uh, pretty to look at. Yeah, that's all. Fruza Bulk was okay in this movie. <laughs> I th- I'm trying to think what I could. <laughs> I think James. No, she wasn't even good in it. I oh. like the fact that I saw Johnny Knoxville and went. Is that Johnny Knoxville? Johnny Knoxville has is the only other character who has a full last name, and he's barely in the movie. His yeah, name he's one is of the Vinny only Vipers that has a line. Yeah, yeah. I don't think yeah. that's a full. I don't think Fish is his real last name. But it's still I'm like Vinny the Fish. And <clears throat> I'm Vinny the like, Fish, and this is out of order. Well, James Franco is also in this movie, and he is in almost every scene. But you wouldn't know it because he. This is my only good thing about the movie is that he is the most subtle character in the entire movie. Because every time someone's like going like, you know what, we gotta stay in the neighborhood, yuck yuck, and he's like, we gotta make sure everyone's taken care of. And I'm like, yes, thank you, thank you for being reasonable and not doing like a crazy accent since you're the only Italian person in this movie. It's very true. <laughs> Imagine it. He's even though James Franco is known for overacting, but he's got to be like, "The fuck is going on?" Like, yeah, I just, can I just go home, please? <laughs> I just played uh, James Dean and won a Golden Globe <laughs> for playing James Dean. Is that before <laughs> this? I think it was. Maybe like, it was. So, uh, so we're gonna say goodbye. We're gonna flush the deuces wild. Yes. And we're gonna drop the deuces wild right in to get this movie away from us. Yes, please. Fuck okay. you, Deuce as well. <laughs> now, let's go to realgood.com and see what they have in store for us next. Uh, you ready? Yes. Realgood.com movie roulette. Here we go. This is the drum roll, please. Oh, God damn it. Killjoy. He's not clowning around. Killjoy. Uh... <laughs> Oh boy, it's so good. It's a two point six on IMDb. It's a horror movie. Um, uh, it's only a minute twelve, or it's only an hour twelve. Everyone, so hop that, on that. Yeah, that's not bad um, at all. See. Deep in an inner city hell, a ghastly figure is killing off the bad guys—a vigilante or a demon—for the beautiful high school student Jada. That's the question that will bring her face to face with the killer clown Killjoy. Oh boy, this movie is directed by Craig Ross Jr. I mean, not to be sniffed at. This is Craig Ross Jr., the director of such films as Killjoy. Um, <laughs> starring Vera Yell, who's, you would know her from, uh, she was Killjoy. in uh, Killjoy. So perfect, everyone. So strap in, hit us up on all the social medias, you guys. Nobody watches everything at instagram nobody watches on twitter another big thank you to katie lane our social media czaress zarina i i'm sorry i i I have to cut you off just real quick because i while looking this up i just realized something you went to go to the movies to see Mm spider-man and you saw this movie yes what do they have in common take place in new york city what else? Both edited out a scene with the Twin Towers having a helicopter caught in between them. <laughs> what else? James 
fucking Franco. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? You you missed out on one James Franco movie to watch another James Franco movie where people fight in the park in New York. But that's crazy though, because James Franco was like a nobody in Deuces Wild, and I knew who he was. Like I already knew who he was in Spider Man. It doesn't. But what the? And then you and but the and then what you and then you went to the and then he said. I can't breathe. <laughs> what is happening? Oh, oh yeah, he was James Dean in two thousand one. Yeah, and then he immediately went on to film. He did Freaks and Geeks. Everyone knew him. And then he did James Dean, and everyone's like, "Oh shit, look at this guy!" Then he did Spider Man, and then he did Deuces Wild, and oh my god! Hilarious. Well, that's that, everyone. The dots have been connected. <laughs> the shoes have been tied. The T's have been crossed. It yeah, anyways, thank you guys so much. Hit us up. Email us. Tell us tell us you love us. We need as much love as we can get. We're lonely and sad. <laughs> we We're are. Sad, but we watch shitty movies all the time, and we need your help. And it seems like it's never going to end, so please follow us. Make this mean something. Yeah, Killjoy's not the one that's going to change it. <laughs> make it like follow us. Please make us famous so we can do this and not, and have it mean something. Yeah, make this uh, be my job. I'm really I don't want to do this for free much longer. <laughs> yeah, so uh, yeah, tell tell your friends, tell your friends, and uh, thank you so much. We, we love you for real. We love you um, seriously. We'll see thank you next you so time. We'll see you next time. Later. Later. And that was it. That was the last time we saw him. <laughs> Duke of Earl. Duke, 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 Duke. Duke.